that. So on that note, I want to get into our message today. Go ahead and get your Bibles out if you have them, and you can just kind of hold them on your laps. But I want to talk to you this morning about living with purpose. Living with purpose. You know, it's obvious to me as we come into 2022, uh, a, a time at the beginning of the year when most people are generally filled with excitement and anticipation about this new year that's coming. And I would say this year, uh, among all that I've seen, is one of those where there's still a lot of people who are just struggling with a lot of things right now. There's a lot of despair. There's a lot of depression. A lot of people are just down on life at the present time. But I, I want to encourage you, it doesn't have to be that way. Let me ask you a few questions. Do you feel like maybe in life you're just kind of going through the motions right now? Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're not sure if your life really matters? Have you said to yourself maybe recently or on more than one occasion recently, there has to be more than life to life than this? I know there's somebody listening today that has to have said that probably just in the last 24 hours. Listen, we've all been there, but I want to encourage you that if you'll open and prepare your heart this morning, we're going to go on a journey that's going to begin moving us towards a life that is full of joy and impact and making a difference in this world. Please know this, everything that I'm about to share with you about living with purpose, this isn't some philosophy, this isn't some self-help talk or some pick-me-up speech, some motivational language. Everything that I'm going to exhort and encourage you with this morning comes directly out of the Word of God. The reason that is so important is because all of man's philosophies and ideologies have failed, have risen and fallen over the centuries. Uh, civilizations and cultures and societies have tried to answer this question, have wrestled with this question for centuries, for millennium. What's the meaning to life and what, how do I live with purpose? Frankly, those answers can only be found in the word of God. The Bible tells us that the grass fades or the grass withers and the flower fades but the word of God endures forever. We have to peer into an everlasting truth, an everlasting source of life to understand how we can live out a life of purpose, destiny, and impact the way that we've been designed to by our creator. So I wanna take you through a series of some points today to really help you live this life of purpose that I'm talking about. Number one is discover. Let's read a couple of verses together. First, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. It says that God chose us in him before the foundation of the world. You see, what that tells me is that God had your destiny in mind and your purpose in mind before he ever even created the universe. That's mind-boggling to think about. This purpose and destiny that God has fashioned us with was on the heart of God before he even set time into motion on the planets. Also in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, it says this, Do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, listen to this again, 
which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. There you have it again. You think God doesn't have a plan for your life? And what better reason to live than for the purposes that Almighty God has created us for? So I say number one is discover because we have to get this revelation. We have to discover and understand and believe the God of heaven has a purpose for my life. And if that be the case, what other reason is there to live for? It's not about me trying to make a life that I want to live. It's about me trying to pursue the life that God has designed me for. Man, that is a powerful thing that we have to come to a discovery or revelation about. That verse also says that he saves us and then calls us with the holy calling. So think about this. God takes us out of sin and bondage through his precious son, Jesus Christ, but he delivers us out of a place to lead us into a place. So he brings us out of sin and death to lead us into a promised land or a place of purpose and destiny. It's been in the scriptures throughout all of time, and it's your story today as well. Will you receive that? Will you discover that? Will you get that revelation? Maybe you've thought to yourself before, a life for God would just be boring and uneventful and mundane. Let me tell you something. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that all of God's plans for us are good. And that doesn't mean that they're just okay. When God says they're good, it means they're better than anything we could ever design or create in our own ability. It's not going to be boring or uneventful. I'm not going to say it's always going to be easy and luxury. There's going to be challenges and difficulty and pain along the way, but there will be fulfillment and purpose and impact that you'll be able to live with and for throughout all of your lifetime if you're living for the purpose that God has for you. So get lit on fire for this. Have you ever heard the phrase, light yourself on fire and people come to watch you burn? Well, I'm telling you something. Passion is contagious. And there's no greater passion that sets into the human heart than when they begin to connect and align with their heavenly purpose and destiny. Please don't let the enemy tell you one more time or for another day that your life doesn't matter and that you're not going to make a difference because that is totally contrary to what the word of God says about each and every one of us. Point number two is explore. Explore. We've got to begin to step into this thing, explore it and peer into it. We know the Bible makes it clear we are all created unique with different personalities, passions, and giftings. It's funny, Katie and I have six kids, and they all have different personalities. There's different giftings to each of them, different things they're passionate about or that they enjoy. And every time I look at my own children, it's a great reminder that God has made every one of us unique and different, and it's a beautiful expression of his creativity. That's something for us to celebrate about. I celebrate your uniqueness and my uniquenesses. And we should look around and say, my purpose isn't someone else's purpose. I have my own unique purpose. And begin to explore that and, and step into those things of what are, what are the things I'm passionate about? What are the things I'm gifted in? What are the things I love to do? How is my personality suited for certain kinds of activities or missions and projects? These are very directional for us. They help us learn more about where our purpose and destiny might be leading us in the future. 
Ephesians 2 verse 10 says this, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. Workmanship means a masterpiece. So let me say it like this. God didn't make any mistakes when he created you. He knew exactly what he was doing. I think sometimes we just need to be reminded of that. And then we begin to explore what is this unique makeup of how God has put me together and how am I wired to serve him and make a difference in this world. We can begin to do things like assess what are personality tests and different things we can take that help us learn a lot about who we are. Spiritual gifts tests are fantastic. Different things like that where we can assess how we're made and and learn more about ourselves through those types of resources. We can ask others around us that love us and care about us. What are some of the things that you recognize in me or strengths? And maybe what are some of the things that are weaknesses? So we know the areas that other people recognize we're most gifted in. A lot of times that will tell us a great deal about ourselves. But be sure to go to the right people for those kinds of things. Also, we can attempt to step out, move out, and begin starting somewhere. The first step to take is always the most important step to take. And it will often look, to, it will often lead to the next along the way. Hey, it's never a bad time to step back and reassess where we are. Maybe you've been walking with God for a while. It might be a good time to step back and reassess where your passions and gifts and abilities are and just kind of revisit what is God doing right now in this particular season. There's always something fresh that we can receive from the Lord when we are looking for these kinds of things. Take a step of faith and get out there and begin moving. The greatest tragedy is not to try and fail. So maybe you step out there, and it's not exactly the right move you make. Maybe you go in a direction, and that doesn't work out. So what? Okay? The the biggest tragedy is not to try something and it not work out. If it doesn't, that just eliminates an option and leads you to another option. The greatest tragedy is to never step out in faith and give it a go and see if God is maybe leading you in some kind of direction or put some of your skills and gifts to use to serve him in some kind of area. There are plenty of ways to give expression to that in the local church, in your community, in the local schools, in your career, in your own home, many, many places where each and every one of us are without excuse to just get started and to begin stepping out, living a life of purpose that aligns with how God has created us to be. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says this, as each one of us has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So that tells me a very important thing. Anything God has put in you, he does not intend for it to stay dormant. But if we don't step out and begin using our faith to put it to use, then it can just sit there idle and unused. That's a great tragedy. Peter makes it clear. If God's given you a gift, you need to use it to build up the kingdom, to edify others, to make a difference. That's a charge. That's not an option. It's a charge for each and every one of us who call Jesus Lord. Number three is empower. So we've discovered, yes, God's got a plan for my life. We're exploring. Now we need to understand that there is an empowerment that we must receive. Let's go back to the verse in Timothy where it says we are called with a holy calling. That's an important statement. 
Because a holy calling is created in a heavenly realm, not in an earthly realm. The reason that that's so important to recognize that your calling is heavenly is because it requires a heavenly power in order to see it through. I know some folks are uh, partial to gasoline engines. I like gasoline engines myself. My dad, he's a diesel fan. He loves diesel engines. That's the only kind that he's ever bought for his trucks. Some of you are maybe fans of diesel. I know some people are probably fans of electric cars. The point is, whatever the vehicle is made to run on is what it needs in order to function. That gasoline engine needs gasoline in order to run. That diesel engine needs diesel fuel in order to run. You know what's something that's funny? Kids seem to be able to run without anything, don't they? I mean, they never seem to run out of energy no matter what. But most other things, they are designed to consume some kind of fuel in order to function and operate. And I would say it the same for us in our calling and our purpose. We are designed to function on a heavenly fuel or a heavenly power. This is known as the grace and empowerment of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, Jesus says something to the disciples. He had already given them the command of the Great Commission to go out and win the lost and disciple people. Take the gospel into all the nations and raise up disciples. Take the world for Jesus Christ. That's a big assignment. But he says something in chapter 1 of the book of Acts. He says, go and wait until you receive a power that comes to you from heaven or on high. Isn't that interesting? Hey, take the world, but before you do, make sure you receive the power. Of course, we know from the book of Acts, he was talking about the outpouring of his Holy Spirit that would come out and be poured out upon believers. We must have that. We must walk and function in the power of the Holy Spirit in order to accomplish our destiny. You can't do this on your own. You don't possess the human strength and ability to walk out a holy calling. Does that make sense? We have to receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. God has designed us to function on divine assistance. Isn't that amazing? That's actually a, a part of the way we define the word grace in the Bible is divine assistance or divine favor, unmerited or unworthy. God just imparts it to us because of our faith in the precious blood of his son, Jesus Christ. And Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, I've been saved by the grace of God. It's, it's who I am. I am who I am, or my identity only comes from grace, nothing that I've done. Then he says this. He makes a comparison. He says, in everything I do by way of labor for God, that is done by the grace of God that flows through me as well. So the same grace that rescues our soul and saves us from sin and death is the same grace that's meant to flow into our daily lives to empower us and assist us out this holy calling. I hope this is speaking to somebody today because if you're getting a hold of this, it's going to be lighting you on fire and setting you into a new motion in your purpose and destiny. And that brings me to point number four, our last point, which is mobilize. I've already alluded to this a little bit, but it's so important that we begin to step out and actually begin moving in a direction for God. Don't stay idle. Don't sit back. Begin to pursue options. Let me say it like this. You can't be casual about it. You can't wait for it to come and knock on your door and ask for your permission. You have to begin stepping forward into the things that you think align with what God is calling you to do. Be bold. 
Be courageous and step out. Don't be casual about it at all. Put to death other options. Make a commitment. Even right now, as you're hearing this, you can make this, this pledge to God in your heart that you are not going to live for any other reason from here on out except for the purpose and destiny that he has created you for. Man, I remember when I first got saved early in my Christian walk, and I began to get great teaching on this purpose and destiny concept that God has for my life. It ruined me. When I got a hold of that, I, there, was, there was no other option anymore. How could I possibly spend any of my life, any time for the rest of my life, trying to live for any other purpose except what God had created me for? Now I just needed to figure out what that was and discover that and keep leaning into it, as Paul says, leaning in all the time until the precious day of Jesus Christ. We don't lay off, we lay in and keep laying in with courage and boldness and tenacity. Paul also says that he goes bound in the spirit on different missions and objectives. Man, getting tethered to this vision and direction that God has for you to where you're inseparable from that. My conviction and my resolve is sound. I am only going in the direction that the Holy Spirit leads and empowers me to go. I think this is a great example of when Joshua makes the statement, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You can do whatever you want. I know where I'm leading me and my family. It's already been settled and it's set in stone. And the last thing I would say is this, with mobilize. We have to really get a hold of the understanding that our purpose and our destiny, our calling as we walk in that to impact the world, really, it's not meant to serve us. It's meant to serve God, and it's meant to serve a kingdom objective. Everything about our purpose and destiny, as fulfilling and rewarding and full of joy as it is for us, and it is that, everything about that is true, but ultimately, it is designed to build the kingdom of God here on the face of the earth in our generation. That is the greatest accomplishment of our destiny and our purpose, to advance God's kingdom here on this earth. So we're servants. We're not looking to be served. We're looking to serve. The great ones serve. That's the purpose of our calling, to align with a kingdom mission, to build God's glory here on the earth, and when we're living for a purpose like that that's greater than ourselves, I have found that that allows us to tap into a power, uh, uh, a purpose, something that is so significant that it'll keep us moving, even through the great, difficult, and hard times, like I know many people are experiencing right now, wherever it is you're going through, whatever you've been knocked down from, whatever it is that's hit you from an unforeseen direction. I don't know all of the details of that. I acknowledge that. But I do know this. Wherever you're at, God has a plan for your life. Jesus has purpose for you. And he can begin to pick you up and lift you up no matter what circumstance you're in and begin to align your path to where you can move forward to where he wants, to, wants you to go. My question is very simple. Do you want that today? You see, this idea of living for a holy calling begins with us knowing the author of that calling. We have to come into relationship with him. We have to know him personally before we can take any steps forward in the plans that he is setting for us. His name is Jesus Christ. He suffered and died on a cross 2,000 years ago 
so that you could be saved from sin, so that you could live forever, so you could be forgiven of your trespasses and your past, and you could be filled with his Holy Spirit. You could be given new life inside spiritually and know that you're going to be in heaven with him for all of eternity. What an awesome, awesome gift. And that's what it is. It's a gift. It's not something you can earn. It's not something any of us deserve, but it is a decision that you have to make. Will I receive that gift? And I want to close by inviting you today, if you want to welcome Jesus Christ into your heart and begin living the life that he has for you, or maybe you've given your life to Christ, but you have not walked in the direction that he has wanted you to go. Maybe something fresh and new has been sparked in you today by the witness of the Holy Spirit as his word was being preached and taught and you're ready to move boldly into new territory and new ground and begin living a life of purpose. If either of those situations describe you, I want to invite you to make this prayer that I'm going to lead you in your prayer today. You say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, that he came to this earth, lived a sinless life, suffered and died on a cross for me so that I could be saved. He shed his blood so that I could be washed white as snow and forgiven of my sin. He was risen from the grave and defeated death so that I too could defeat the grave and live eternally with you, Lord. I welcome you into my heart today. Forgive me of my past, all of my sin. Make me a new creation. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, God, and ignite me with passion and fire. Empower me with your Holy Spirit to begin living out the life that you've called me to. Father, I pray right now where each and every person who is listening is hearing this message that you would just rain down your Holy Spirit over them, just cover them, engulf them, each and every one in their homes and their rooms right now. Let them feel the tangible presence of your power and your glory, Lord Jesus. I thank you for that. And would you kindle that flame, God, spark that flame to lead them into a new path, into a new direction, into a new place that's full of joy and purpose and help us to be impactful for you and to be laborers in this kingdom mission to advance your will here on this earth. It's to this end that we are all called to labor. In Jesus' name we all pray, amen. Hey, I wanna thank you again for joining us today. I wanna encourage those of you who prayed that prayer. We wanna connect with you and we wanna help you take next steps in this walk of faith, in this journey that you're on. You can just simply type the words next steps in the comment section, reach out to us through the website or anytime through the week at the church offices in either of our campuses, uh, whatever's convenient for you. We want to connect and we want to help you begin moving forward in your walk of faith. Hey, everyone that's listening before we go, can we just give some praising hands in the comments section for each and every person who would give their life to Christ today or who made a rededication to Christ today. I am so excited about what the Lord is doing. I want to pray that each and every one of you are strong. There's vitality flowing through your households, that there's joy and peace in your homes. May God bless you. May his favor rest upon you. And may the grace of God go with you everywhere you go. Thank you again for joining me today. Godspeed.